Warning, the following program has been rated M for mature due to language, vulgarity, and sexual innuendo. Welcome to the highlight of your week. They are the truth seekers looking to change the world for the better. Using the latest research and groundbreaking science, they seek to inform the simpletons. They dream of a day filled with gays, where women get paid like dicks and religion doesn't try to fuck kids. They are the intellectual saviors! Prepare yourself for atrociousness. All phasers set to fuck. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. I'm one of your hosts, Eric, and I am Michael. And I mean, we were on a little bit of a hiatus there. Nah, man. We only a few days off, right? Eh. Al- we almost did a week. I only had to put off a few days. That's uh, that's on. I blame my wife. I was gonna say it's on me, but I blame the wife. Her damn work schedule. It's all good. <laughs> I was telling Erica we got family situation before the show, so she's had to kind of change her schedule up a little bit, and it's thrown me off too. And then. We're trying to juggle baby because we've lost our couple-time-a-week babysitter for uh, at least for the next few weeks. It's a sad set of circumstances that have hit the hit the family. So No problem. It's, it's not me that suffers. It's our wonderful listeners that suffer. It's the 120 people. They don't, that they don't get to hear our wonderful voices, our angelic sounds. You know, we've done pretty good since we took like that four months off. We started, <clears throat> we're actually, I think we're averaging a show about every two weeks, which is pretty good. I think that's, <laughs> I mean, seriously, I think that's about what I said yeah. when we started back. I'm like, it's probably going to be about an every other week situation. Yeah. So we've pretty much maintained that. You don't know when it's going to pop up. Yep. It might we be just, a month. It might be every week. It might be yep. a Tuesday. It might be a Friday. It's just magic. You just have to. Yep. You like know. a big penis uninvitingly getting into your ears. It's weird. It's not exactly. <laughs> would never have thought of it that way. I'm just imagining like our voices are the penises. Just penetrating. And they just, yeah, they just like, you know, they don't anticipate <clears throat> it. They don't even expect it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, bam, there's a dick in your ear. Oh, and I'll, I'll warn the, uh, our 120 plus listeners or whatever we're getting. Um, you might hear a little bit of a whiny baby in the background because my son didn't take his nap and the wife's watching him in another room. But, you know, if anybody out there has kids, uh, they know that uh, the small child has lungs that will carry. So you may hear a little bit of background ambiance. <laughs> so <laughs> it won't be super loud, but you might catch a glimpse of it. So I apologize for that. And, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to do it last time. Uh, remember to follow us on the... Uh, the Twitter's at Intel Savior Pod is the new one, and I'm being very good on it and not calling people cunts so that I don't lose this account too. <laughs> you can say racist stuff, you could threaten people, and everything yeah. else that uh, the right wingers and the Nazis and shit do on yep. Twitter, and you'll survive pretty good. But if you call Sean Hannity or Tommy Lauren or Trump or any of his fucking mutant children cunts, you will lose your account. Everything else goes. I, I don't understand that. I don't know, man, because I never threaten anybody or anything, but every it's time like, they 
kick yeah, me off. They always said it's because I was... Uh, it's like you realize that our president is obstructing justice on your platform, and you care that Michael called somebody a cunt? But I did it in a threatening <laughs> what? and harassing manner, according to them. So, hey, man, I've got to tone down the rhetoric. So I've stopped calling people cunt. Only on Twitter. Only on Twitter. Everywhere else. <laughs> Everywhere else. Cunt, 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 cunt. The cunts are flying left and right, but on Twitter, yeah. not so much. Um, so if anybody listens to the show last week and a half ago <laughs> when we did it, I announced that I've got another child on the way, which excited about, but also fearing that it's going to put me into fucking financial ruin. So It will. Yeah. So, you know, positives, negatives. Um but because it had been a few weeks and my wife, or you know, it's been a couple months uh, since you know we found out, and because she's old and they have to do special tests and everything on old people, we already found out the sex of it. And um, I have to say, dude, I thought I was all man and produced nothing but Mel's, but uh, no Uh-oh. daughter on the way. Oh, you're fucked. Yeah. You are s- I thought you were fucked just from the financial standpoint. Now you're really fucked. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was watching a lot of videos on how to commit suicide painlessly <laughs> on YouTube. So. Uh, in America, gun. gun. Yeah, but I don't believe in guns, Eric. So I got to find another way. Um, it's yeah, but you only had to get it for the day. Yeah, it's not that bad though. I mean, you'll never be known for owning a gun. You just bought one. <laughs> yeah, and then like you didn't even get to your car you just went outside loaded a chamber i can shot yourself just do it right in the garage i think the better way to do it is just you know turn the car on in the garage and put the door down and then just yeah yeah you know inhaling gases put some fumes that's pretty painless i'll put some slayer on the fucking cd player and you just kind of pass out yeah go to sleep to the sweet dulcet tones of fucking angel of death or something like that in the background Uh, no, I'm, I will not fucking uh, go out the pussy way of killing myself. I'll, I will just go down with the ship as a good captain will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I am, I am kind of excited because when I, when I had my son, uh, the one in there now that you'll hear screaming in the background cage, although he's settled down now, so he might be in the clear. Um, we just have to bang the show out quick. Um. But I did actually want a daughter then because I already have a son. And I kind of wanted a daughter, not just for me, but uh, my sister only has a son. And I know my mom was really hell-bent on having a granddaughter. Like, she used to knit and shit all the time. So she's got, like, all these little baby girl dresses and stuff. She knitted, like, literally, like, 20 years ago. <laughs> and she saved them all this time. And she's, after we had my son, she's like, oh, I guess I'm never going to use those. It's like, oh, well, guess what? <laughs> little did you know. Yeah, she doesn't know yet, though. Uh-oh. She doesn't listen to this podcast, believe me. She listened to it, like, one time, and she's like, my mother's almost... Never again. Yeah, she's in her late 70s. So let's just put it this way. We're not for her. Um, <laughs> so How, I don't understand why. Yeah. I thought that that was our target demographic. I don't understand why you have to use such vulgar language so much. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, you know me. Have you heard me talk? Um, I don't hold back. Like, I don't cuss at my mom, but I do cuss around her because I'm a grown-ass man and I do what I want. What yep. do you think of that? Yeah. Damn right. It doesn't mean I don't respect my mother. I love my mother very much, but she knows what she's in for when I'm around. 
but she loves me. I'm her favorite kid. So anyway, that putting that aside, stuff is just throwing it out there. So yeah, so like more now than ever. If you care to make donations, I think we have <laughs> on, our, on our on our podcast page where you can donate to the show. Please donate money. I want to need it. God Almighty, I'm in so much trouble with a girl on the way. Um, <laughs> my wife broke down a tear. She was very excited. So good, good uh, for everybody else except for me. I was really like, oh man. It could have just been another boy. Then my son would have had a little brother to grow up with, and it would have been great. Now he's going to have a younger sister just antagonizing the shit out of him like I did. And he'll look at me every day and be like, why, man? Why? And I'll be like, it wasn't me, dude. It's all your mom's fault. (laughs) I did my best. Uh, Before we get too far into it, I didn't get to see the game. Uh, I saw some of the highlights, though. Mm -hmm. But how about them Cowboys? Yeah, I... Look, if uh, you're a football fan and you have a team that's been terrible forever, and I know the Cowboys have won plenty of championships, and a lot of people will be like, we don't want to hear your fucking pity. You know, oh, poor, you know, you, you Cowboy yeah. fan, they've sucked. But they've been terrible for over 20 yes. years. Yeah. You know. And, I mean, to those other teams, it's like, yeah, I understand you, like, you may have won one, but, you know, we're the Cowboys. We're supposed to win championships. Yeah, America's team, bitches. Like, that's what the fucking franchise is supposed to do. And we haven't done it in for fucking ever, so need to get shit done. I'm excited um, because I mean, at least we'll get a playoff game. And I say, yeah, one went away from clinching because we're probably statistically speaking with the records of the teams that the Giants have, or not Giants, but the Eagles have left and the Cowboys have left. It's pretty much a lock or win in that division because we got two games on them now. We got the tiebreaker. And they play like the Rams next, and the Rams are gonna just tear that fucking team apart. And I think we finish off the season with like Tampa Bay. So we're Cowboys. I mean, unless they have the biggest meltdown ever, they're in the playoffs. But I, as a Cowboy fan, and then this probably goes along with other fans out there of teams such as like maybe like a Cincinnati or maybe a San Diego teams that they make it to the playoffs. Getting there is not years. enough. Yeah, but then they just shit the bed. Um, I you gotta win. I'm enjoying these victories, but I still have no faith in them doing anything else. Granted, it should have kept going because, after all, that was a catch. Yeah. Any Cowboys fan knows that reference. Yeah. yeah so we that should have that playoff run should have continued. Uh, yeah, I but, mean, so I mean, I gotta give them a little bit there because that was just the recipe and dipshits. It happens, though, you know. I mean, it happens. I mean, a lot of people say that week before when the Cowboys played Detroit, they got away with some shit that gave them that game. So, you know, this is going back a few years if you guys know what we're talking about. So we'll we'll move on from that. Not enough Cowboy fans. But I'll just say it this way. Cowboys are on the rise. Young defense, good young team. The only problem is Dak Prescott is never going to win a Super Bowl. That dude is so <laughs> below average. If they had a legitimate quarterback, I would say that they have – just as good a chance as any team with that defense, but yeah, uh, he doesn't make the wisest decisions. No, but I don't want to bag on him. Like I said, I'm just going to be thankful that the little bastards have pulled together enough, or I'm getting to see a few winning games, and it's nice. And Amari Cooper has been wow. better than yeah. I thought he would have been. So that dude's been awesome. So yep. Anyway. But uh, just had to get that out of the way because again I didn't see the game so yeah and if you're an Eagles fan tough shit 
You yeah, got your, bitches. You got your Super Bowl, so go fuck yourselves. That'll be the only one you ever get. Um, I hope they do get last in the division. That would be great. Dude, with the Redskins. to worst. With Mark Sanchez quarterbacking, it ain't going to happen now. <laughs> the Redskins know, will not win another game. I know, but a man can dream. A man can I just want to do it so I can like, just shove it in the faces of all the Philly fans that I know. Because, my God, they were so obnoxious after the Super Bowl. Well, like I said, they better enjoy it because that was it for them. They're not winning another one. So, uh, not for a long time. Their season's as dead as fucking George H.W. Bush. <laughs> oh, snap. Which we have to get into because when yes. he died, I immediately texted Eric. I'm like, we got to do a show soon. <laughs> so I'm listening to all this media reports and I'm like, and I already knew like whenever you text me, I was like, okay, he like in, since he's had his kid, he's almost never texted me to do a show. <laughs> um, he always waits for me to text him. So I was like, oh, he must be really like hankering to talk shit about HW. No, nah, dude, it's, uh, it's all glorious praise I want to bestow oh, upon him. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hey. I had enough of that last week. <laughs> I couldn't even listen to NPR. Uh, uh, everybody was kissing All his ass, they dude. were doing was just deep-throating his morbid dick. Well. Like, he wasn't the greatest man alive. It, Come on. It's this false equivalency thing now because Trump is such a fucking disaster. Like even <laughs> in comparison. Yeah, even <laughs> like everybody talks glowingly how great W was. It's like, no, dude, Mm-mm. W was a war criminal. He was His administration awful. lied several times and did a lot of bad shit. Yeah. And do you remember how they almost fucking put the country into bankruptcy and fucking depression and it's like okay, I just I get just frustrated. I'm just like, oh, Gotta calm down. They gotta do my fucking like I watch the cartoons with the kid and they do the fucking count backwards from five. You know, <laughs> we gotta do that. <laughs> no, but him dying. I don't know if we even talked about it on the show or if we talked about it after we finished recording last week. But so at the beginning of the year, the last uh, couple years, well, only on this show once because I did another show previously just for a short amount of time. Um, and at the beginning of the year, a couple years back, I did this on that show where I did a. a top 10 death list like people i thought were gonna die next year it's a it's morbid and awful and it suits me fine and so i decided to do it again last year on uh our show or for this 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 year i should say and the previous year i only had like i think i had two deaths very disappointing um but it's okay because i uh i took some time off and, um, you know, did some meditation and I focused, I came to my center and, uh, I really came back this dug year down and looked at the facts <laughs> and did a little bit more research. I put it, I put together a strong, strong list at the beginning of this year. And my goal was to get at least four. I said, if I could get, I, I got to do three, got to do one better than last year. I said, but four is the goal. And. I got to say, man, it started off a little slow this year. And if you guys want to go back and listen to that segment, uh, I actually listened to it because I had to remember <laughs> who I put on it because I was kind of, I was like, I know I've got a few of them, but I'm a little hazy on. Um, it was pretty fun. We had some pretty good, we had some pretty uh, good laughs on that <laughs> segment, me and you. Um, it was like the first show of the year. I don't remember the episode number. Do some fucking research online. Uh, it's on our podcast, Podbean site. Go check it out. But I got to say, dude, 
out of 10 people, I have had five deaths. So I am killing it literally this year. <laughs> God damn it. But just remember. Still more of the year to go. We still have about three weeks to go. So come on, Queen Elizabeth. It's time to check out your old broad. Um, you know, I, I got real excited and I, and I know this sounds terrible and people are going to be just shaking their head when they're listening to this, but Kirk Douglas was on my list and I saw him trending on Twitter yesterday and I was like, oh my God, dude, there's number six. And then I clicked on it and he just had his 102nd birthday. <laughs> he's still he's still kicking it at 102. I'm like, God damn it. But I figured just to kind of go back over the ones I had and what a strong finish I'm having in the year. So... The two that kind of hit like around the middle part of the year that I got that at least got me tied with last year was uh, Buzz Aldrin and Billy Graham. Um, so those two, I was pretty especially happy to see Billy Graham die. He's a piece of shit. So yeah, fuck I, I fucking stood up and applauded that one. Uh, most of these deaths, I didn't. But there's two and one of them that we just had. I fucking, you know. Big, big time cheers at my house. It was like when I saw Antonin Scalia died and it was on the news that morning. I woke up and saw that and I fucking stood up. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Republicans fucked Obama out of this seat. And now we have Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> um, but so Buzz Aldrin and uh, Billy Graham. Then, of course, John McCain was my pick to collect. That was my lock. Um and of course, he hung on a lot longer than I thought he would. Um, he was another one that was a sorry piece of shit that got a lot of praise. Um, but we're not here to discuss him because he he didn't make he didn't win the presidency. He lost to the black guy. <laughs> oh, the Republicans are still hurting over that one. So it's like I said, it's been a strong finish, man. And I hated to see this one, but Stan Lee going. I had him on the list. Um, Sad to see Stan Lee go. Yeah. And and then we finished off this last week with the George H.W. Bush, which when Barbara died, I was pissed. I'm like, dude, it's wrong fucking Bush. Although, any Bush is a good Bush. Um, but, yeah, when he went out last week, I was like, oh, dude, 50%, man. 50 fucking percent. I, I feel pretty good. I don't think I'm going to be able to top this again next year, but I'm going to really try hard. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's, like I said, I can't, I, I should have wrote down the other ones I'm missing. I know it was Queen Elizabeth. I had uh, Kirk Douglas and Bob Barker, and I can't remember the other two I had on there. So, you know, it's a, let's keep a good thought out there for Queen Elizabeth and Kirk Douglas and Bob Barker. <laughs> God damn it. What? I'm just saying, like, I don't need them now. I've already surpassed oh. <laughs> what I needed. So you, let's... you don't want to go any further because then that'll be a bigger challenge next year? Yeah, I don't need that. We're, <laughs> we're good at five. If we get another one, you know, hey, so be it. It is what it is. <laughs> but next year, I promise, because I kind of, I'm not going to lie, like the previous year, because I only got a couple, I kept about five of the people off that list and rolled them over. And that's kind of cheating a little bit because you just keep putting the same people on every year. I mean, eventually, you know, they're going to cash in. So next year, any remaining people I have on the list this year, I won't roll over. It'll be a fresh list. So I got to start doing my research. I'm going to go back to the temple and do some more meditation. Um, you know, do whatever else I got to fucking do. Whatever I did last time, get drunk, smoke a bowl, 
whatever. I don't remember. It's been a year ago, dude. Take some peyote. Yeah. So go out in the desert, have a vision about it. Yeah. That's something I'll add to the list. Hey, dear. Look, I know you're all preggers and everything. <laughs> we got the kid, but <laughs> I gotta take a I gotta take a sabbatical to the desert for a few days. <laughs> It'll be like young guns when they're all fucking doing the peyote. Yeah. It'll be that for. Uh, sorry, if you're over, if you're under like forty, <laughs> you probably don't get that reference. Go, you just go watch the movie Young Guns. Was it Young Guns or Young Guns Two that that was in the peyote thing? Uh, I think that was Young Guns Two, I believe. Yeah, so go check that out. It's a classic. Yep, <laughs> the old slapstick comedy of so. the late '80s, early '90s. Mm-hmm. Not a bad one. Young Guns, not bad. I don't remember Young Guns Two too much. It, yeah, they're probably both terrible now if you go back and watch them. But yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? So anyway, what what's been up with you, man, for the past week? So, uh, not much working. Oh my god. Uh, trying to avoid the media, although this this week so far hasn't been that bad because they've finally gotten off of the W freaking the Bush bandwagon. So you didn't approve of all the. Uh, Ass kissing for George I don't, H.W.? I don't mind it. <laughs> like, you know, I, I understand it's, you know, it's what they're going to do. Yeah. You know, the media is going to try and, quote, be respectful and whatever, whatever. But my problem is, is that I didn't find a single outlet, like, on the national stage that had any kind of semblance of anything bad that he did in his life. Yeah. Which I find bullshit, because if it was a celebrity or anything else, I mean, they they would mention it. You know, let's say Bill Cosby croaks <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> you know, they would say he's best known for his known, you know, known as the Huxable family man, blah, 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 blah. But in recent years, his uh, career has been marred by allegations, and he was criminally convicted of sexual assault, blah, 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 and raping a woman. You know, they would go into it. But for some reason, with presidents, it's just like nope, can't nope, nope. You can't you can't talk about it. They're infallible. They're they're God's perfect beings, unless they're Obama. Yeah, and it's just ridiculous. It's like no, you can talk about the David Copperfield. You can talk <laughs> about the Iran Contra shit. It's okay to talk about that. David Copperfield. God damn it, I love that. It's okay to say, yeah, he was president, blah, 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 but he also did some fucked up shit as the CIA director and as vice president. Mm-hmm. Well, as president. And yeah. president. Yeah, I just, I mean, I know that they're not going to badmouth him, but I think it's, dude, everything was just like, dude, he's like the greatest moral character of a man we've ever had in office. Oh yeah, that's, that's the oh, shit that so pisses me tired. off. Yeah, let's talk about the moral, the morality of this man. So, like I said, he was CIA director in the mid seventies, mm-hmm. and he was Ronald Reagan's vice president in the eighties. Um, he helped forge a world of strongmen, wars, cartels, and refugees that continues on today. Yeah. Um, like we've said several times, he was particularly heavily involved in the Iran Contra scandal. 
which actually started out as a secret effort to arm Contra fighters in Nicaragua. I know yep. that sounds weird. They always say Iran-Contra, and people are like, what the fuck is up with that? Yep. Um, in hopes of toppling the leftists. Uh, I can't remember the name of the group. The Sand- Sandinistas. Sandinistas, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this effort got tied up with drug trafficking and trading weapons for hostages with Iran and banking scandals. Like, some massively crazy shit. Um, so, his early spy history is kind of murky, uh, but some details have come up. Um, like, in the late 50s, he allegedly allowed the CIA to use an offshore oil rig that he owned near Cuba as a staging ground for anti-Castro Cubans to raid their homeland. Yep. Um, in 1967, he visited Vietnam as a freshman member of Congress, um, and he was accompanied by his business partner, which who was a CIA ag- agent, uh, to investigate what was called the Phoenix Program. Um, it was a CIA torture and assassination operation uh, that killed more than 20,000 Vietnamese in 19 by 1971 mm. and they found nothing <laughs> don't know how 20,000 people die from this program and they know nothing so yeah, um, those black ops man you know they this shit they, i mean just go back to like mk ultra and all the different types of yeah. things that they've done well hell even things that people know about that like the tuskegee you know airmen what they did with it i mean all these things or that insane asylum i can't remember in what south american country where we were doing experiments on people and that just came out a few years ago uh i mean our government sent so many fucked up things in some places especially within the cia and like you said black ops and that's another thing with iran contra like you said the funds that they were gaining were going towards they're allowing drugs into the country, yep. which he was a big war on drugs guy, which we can get into. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they use a lot of those, those funds from these operations that they obtain through the selling. Like it used to be a big thing, you know, with uh, the black community would talk about how the CIA and the FBI and the government was allowing the selling of, uh, you know, crack or cocaine and stuff into black communities in order to yep. basically get them all on it and then bust them and put them in, and incarcerate them. And there's a lot of there's a lot of smoke behind that, you know. Yeah. Um, of course, there's no, you know, hard and evidence and proof, but there's there's a lot of stuff out there. And these are the types of programs, you know, this the money they make off those fund these behind the scenes programs, like an Iran Contra, or th- like probably the type of operation like you were mentioning, which I never heard of that actually. Yeah, and he was also involved in. Um a CIA operation in the late seventies called operation Condor in which a Chilean secret police assassinated a foreign Chilean diplomat Mm -hmm. and an American in a car bomb. Um, and then Bush misled FBI investigators about Chile's responsibilities in their involvement in that. Um, yeah, again, uh, like you said, they, they became heavily involved in, um, uh, drug trafficking as well. Um, there was an operation called Black Eagle, and um, they met with Medellin cartel. Everybody fucking knows that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they struck a deal with them uh, to contract somebody that they were using at the time. And this is a very well-known guy. Um, I think he had a book, maybe. Um, 
And then, oh no, 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 no. He before he died, he made a whole bunch of videotapes um, about all the shit that he did. Uh, but a guy named Barry Seal. And then I think that there was like some Tom Cruise Cruise movie that came out a few years ago about him. I think it was called American Made. Yeah, I think I remember that. Um, so in return, Seal would haul weapons uh, for the Contras. And the CIA protected him and his operations, smuggling the estimated three to five billion dollars worth of drugs into the United States. Hmm. So that's a huge fucking one. And then, of course, you know they—I um, can't remember when the ban- when Congress banned uh, the efforts to back the Contras. But uh, according to, I mean, the sources get a little bit shaky. Like some have it where the ties end at 1981, which is still past when Congress said we can't be backing these Contras, mm-hmm. all the way up to 85. Or all the way up to, I'm sorry, 84. Um, and then, of course, you had the big Oliver North crap, you know, uh, where I don't recall or whatever the fuck he said over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, where they shipped more than 2,000 anti-tank missiles to Iran through an Israeli, Israeli exchange in Iran for Iran's assistance in freeing American hostages held in the region. I mean, just it goes on and on and on. Just shady fucking shit, letting drug dealers run amok. Selling arms to people who don't need fucking arms. Well, Iran was considered an enemy of the state at the time. So when you're moving those arms like Reagan and him were doing, and he was fully aware of it, the special counsel uh, that ran the investigation, he was a a deputy attorney general for like Eisenhower, and the report that he wrote that came out in 93 on Iran-Contra, he said it was clear that, you know, Bush was fully aware of all the arms sales and helped, you know, push them through. Um, and he had, I mean, he had all kinds of notes on the different interviews and stuff within the stage of the investigation over the different people. And you got to remember, there was um, six different people who were involved in Iran-Contra that were basically indicted, that were going to go to prison, that had all this information. And the thing is, when Bush took over for Reagan, um, he pardoned all of them. Yep, on the eve of, on Christmas Eve, 1992. Yeah, and the big one was Casper Weinberger, who was the defense secretary for Reagan at the time, that had all the information on Bush's involvement and everything else. And he was, like I said, he was up, for trial or he was about to go on trial for perjury and obstruction of justice. And, you know, it's just like kind of take it today with like Cohen and Mike Flynn and all these other people who are getting brought up on these same charges, you know, perjury, obstruction, and they're all pleading out because they have information on people who are above them. I'm not going to name names, but I think we could probably guess. <laughs> um, but the thing is, you know, it's like, he pardoned him so he didn't have to go before, you yep, know, because he was, he was likely to be uh, to called to testify because yeah, he was definitely going to be a witness. And these other people as well, they they all might've been called as witnesses. Yeah. And he, and for, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, because they were all knowledgeable of the events and like his yeah. circumstances within them. Yep. And for anybody who still has an inkling that this was a good moral guy, um, Walsh, who was uh, the head of the investigation after you know Bush pardoned all these people, uh, he was livid. Uh, he said the Iran Contra cover-up has now been completed. 
mm-hmm. uh, calling Bush a president who has such contempt for honesty and arrogant disregard for the rule of law. <laughs> How's and, that for fucking moral? And and like I said, Walsh, just so people don't know, he wasn't some lib. He was the attorney general for Eisenhower. Yeah. The last yep. real Republican president. Because everyone since then has been a goddamn criminal or right-wing hack. You know, Eisenhower is the only Republican president. Like, I'm I'm a fan of Eisenhower. I've been to his place in Kansas. I've been to the presidential library and stuff. I... I liked Ike. <laughs> Ike was he was solid from everything I've read on him. He was a last good Republican president. And like I said, this dude was his attorney general that said all these things that did this report. Yep. You know, just like with Trump now, even though he wants to talk about Mueller and all this bias, Mueller's a lifelong Republican. Comey yeah. <laughs> was a lifelong Republican. Yep. Rosenstein, it cracks me up every time he talks about it that there it's a leftist thing. It's like, what what are you talking about? These <laughs> Yeah, it's no, like, these people just want the law upheld, you dipshit. You know, so I don't know. It it's a, it's it's one of those things where he there's so many little things like you're pointing out all that other stuff the CIA. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking more his VP and presidential days. I didn't really even look into the CIA stuff. I knew there's some oh, yeah. things in there. Yeah, it it's it's murky like I said, but you can find little nuggets here and there of some shaky shaky stuff. Well, and then as president I mean, he was the one who, okay, like when he ran for president, most people, if they're our age or older, I don't even know, maybe you might barely remember this, the Willie Horton ad he did against Dukakis, you know, where it was a big thing. It was a racist ad. I mean, it was just typical racist ad where he found some black guy who had like a pass because Dukakis is the governor of Massachusetts and they had a program in place where uh, prisoners could get like... um, some weekend defer deferments or something where they could get time. And this one guy, of course he was a black guy, um, had was on one of these things and had like raped and killed a girl or something. But the ad, you'd have to go back and watch the ad. It's hard to explain. It's so long ago. I mean, I'm sure anybody could pull it up on YouTube just to look at Willie Horton ad is overtly racist in tone and trying to put this shit on Dukakis. And I mean, even the guy who is running uh, Bush's campaign is a guy named Lee Atwater, which is he's very famous in Republican politics for being like a dirty son of a bitch. You know, when it comes to the ads, you know, race baiting, uh, really one of these guys like, you know, we talk about family values the Republicans put out when they have no issues. They try and use moral shit to get the Christians all upset, you know, flag burning, guns, God, blah, blah, blah. Um he was one of these guys. He was like in cahoots with like the Roger Stones of the world, you know, like he's that type of person. And, and even Roger Stone came out at the time and was like, dude, this is a blatantly racist ad. He goes, you guys are going to take this on your grave. Even when Lee Atwater died of cancer on his deathbed, he basically said one of his biggest regrets was that Willie Horton thing, what he did to Dukakis because it was so overt. You know who never apologized? George W. Bush. <laughs> he was, yep. you know, and then. You know, like I said, when he was in office, there was, I remember this happening. Like, again, I'm a little older, so even Eric might not remember this, but I remember George Bush did, um, like, every once in a while, they used to do the presidential addresses. You know, it'd come on late at night, the news, everybody would stop down, it'd be the president sitting at his desk, and he'd, you know, usually it was when they were a Republican starting war. But uh, Reagan had to do a few of these when he 
I lied and said he didn't know anything about Iran-Contra. And then like six months later, did another one and said, well, I didn't think I knew about this, but I guess I did because here's the evidence. Um, but he did a thing where he's sitting in the Oval Office and they're talking about how amazingly enough, all this cocaine is getting into our country. I don't know how it got here. <laughs> Iran-Contra. Uh. <laughs> um, but... And he was talking about how it's taken over our societies and crimes on the rise. And it was more pushing it toward, um, you know, poor communities of color and stuff. Of course. And, of course, in D.C., everybody knows D.C. Even back then, it hasn't really changed. It's more of uh, it's, I mean, I think the hell the population is like about 80, 90 percent black in the D.C. area. And he did the thing talking about how they needed to amp up the war on drugs. And that he was calling for an increase in the budget of like a over a billion dollars to put more spending into the drug war saying that they needed more prisons, more jails, more courts, more prosecutors. And he held up like a bag of crack and said that his federal officers had just purchased it right outside the white house gates, you know, like the days prior. And there's a whole thing on that where they, the reporters, I think from the Washington post did some digging and found out that what they did was the, actually went to some really poor community and found a guy and arrested him. And they, like, fucking brought him to that place. They lured him in front of the White House to to do a cell just so they can entrap him. And, you know, just for the story. Because he was trying to – his point was, like, look, drugs are so bad. They're right outside the gates of the White House. This is how bad it's gotten, you know, to push a point and a narrative to get that funding. And, of course, that with the sentencing, everybody knows that yeah. crack and cocaine are the same thing. But if you have crack on you, the sentences are like 10 times harsher. Which yep. is Cocaine's a, to, a rich person's drug. Yeah, it is a way to you know fuck over minorities and poor people. And that's exactly what it did. And, you know, because of his amp up of the war on drugs, um, it basically helped incarcerate. You know, they said like over hundreds of thousands of, act- of additional people, which... You know, we still have the issue today. I mean, I know Obama tried to start working on a little bit at the end, but, you know, it's still not a fixed thing. That's another thing that we talked about, the Democrats taking over. They really need to propose something about uh, reform in the prison system if they want to. That needs to be one of the top priorities. Decriminalization of marijuana, that mm -hmm. just needs to happen, period. And then, yeah, definitely prison reform for sure. But even, like, the guy who runs the founder of the drug policy policy alliance even said that you know point out that everything that bush did was counter you know counterintuitive to what really needed to be done it just caused more issues and he said that he argued with bush one time and bush told him that you know he would put ideology over politics and above science and health pretty much any day he pretty much flat out told him that he didn't care about the science or you know the what the human cost was and stuff. He's putting his ideology and his political stance over you know, his parties over it. It was like the AIDS thing, and that's another thing. Or as the vice fact president. that he caused it. Well, him and Reagan sure did facilitate the growth. I mean, with what I they mean, were doing, billions and billions of dollars worth of drugs being funneled in by the cartels that they struck a deal with. So, just saying. It, I mean, if you link things together, not to get conspiratorial, but I mean, if you look at it, they're running black ops to do things that the our Congress said you can't 
have any part of this. They're like, okay, whatever. And they did it anyway. Illegal. That's treason because they're doing, like I said, with yep. the, the Iran part was treason. There's yep. no other fucking word for it. They're an enemy of the state. You know, you are, you're dealing with an enemy of the people of the United States in back channels against Congress who had already said, this is a no-go. Stop this shit. Then, like you said, they're funneling drugs into the system, billions of dollars worth of drugs. Then they turn around, use that out of control, the out of control drug scene, which they helped facilitate, and say, hey, we're going to partner with our private prison friends here, and we're going to (laughs) put billions of dollars in to build more prisons. Then we're going to change the laws, which they adversely affect minorities and poor people. And then we had Bush 2.0. It was the same thing. Let, let's, but they did it more militarily. Let's go into Afghanistan. Let's take over the poppy fields, and then bam! All of a sudden, we have an opioid problem. <laughs> Wonder where the fuck that came from? Like father, like son, maybe. Yeah, they. It is like learn from his dad, pod, man. Uh, it's the Bush crime family, man. And I know that we're just shitting on HW, but yeah, even W can look at the things he did or even go back further to Prescott Bush, who was George Bush's father. That dude dealt with the Nazis during World yep. War II behind oh, yeah. Americans back. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys do the research in history. I'm not going to go into it, but they, that whole fucking family is an evil crime family. And like I said, man, any Bush that passes on next plane is just making the world a better place. As far as I'm concerned, and you think what this what next plane? Well, Confused. whatever there is, because I don't know. Did they change nobody flights? Does. Nobody does, dude. So the body like have a layover. You know the warm food plane. Okay, I'm just saying <laughs> those motherfuckers. As long as they're not breathing on this earth, the earth I know, is a I better know. place. I'm just giving you shit. I know you are, <laughs> but. Dude, I'm just waiting because when W fucking dies, oh my God, are they going to be kissing his ass? It's going to be probably Ugh. worse than this one. Because you know why? Because he gives pieces of candy to Michelle Obama. Oh my God. Yeah, fuck off. I don't care. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> I swear to Christ, dude. And if in I- fact, Michelle Obama's probably like, uh, you realize that I led like a national thing to get kids to not eat candy? realize that right yeah. all bush has to say is yeah well my dad's the greatest person ever and when he was in office with reagan they made uh school lunches they made them use uh say ketchup was considered a vegetable <laughs> so kids get them. <laughs> so what do you think of that bitch <laughs> in your face here's a peppermint in your face bitch oh christ yeah so i mean whether it be the drugs whether it be the wars which <clears throat> Jesus Christ, we need to talk about the Gulf War and how they fucking lied to get us into that shit. Yep. I mean, I know you're saying, but wasn't that both Bushes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're talking about the father still. <laughs> the first one. The first Bush. Yeah. Different drug situation. It, it was crack and cocaine compared to heroin and opioids. Those are different. Don't get them confused. One's W, one's HW. The Rock Wars, there's two different ones. Don't forget that, kids. Um, no, but the thing with... And that's another thing people will always fucking forget besides the racism, the drugs, the fucking lack of HIV funding, the I don't give a shit about science and, you know, 
everything's the same with all Republicans. And I just want to point that out as we continue with this. Like, when you keep hearing, oh, George, he said was one of the last of the traditional, the good Republicans. No, he was a fucking flaming piece of shit, just like Reagan, just like Bush, just like fucking Nixon. Actually, I'll take that back. Nixon was a fucking criminal, but Nixon believed in science. He started the EPA, and he gave a shit about certain things. If you actually look at uh, some of the stuff Nixon did, he actually... Did some pretty good things as president. <laughs> so Surprisingly, yeah. But he was a fucking criminal. He started the fucking the criminal element that is just ran rampant throughout the Republican Party. Uh, and they've all tried to kick it up a notch, every fucking one of them since then. Now, with, with the Iran-Contra thing, I think, or not Iran-Contra, but the Gulf War thing, people have to understand is... So the whole thing behind it, this is very nutshell. But, so... You had Saddam Hussein in Iraq, and you had Kuwait. Kuwait had a ton of oil reserves and shit. Saddam kind of felt like that's his. He's like, I'm going to go in and take that shit, basically. And when they encroached on Kuwait, that's when we got involved. But the thing behind it is, what people don't understand is, with the Gulf War situation, we knew about that before it happened. It wasn't like, you know... Bush was just like, oh, you know, he went in and he uh, he invaded Kuwait illegally and we're not going to stand for that. He basically, the Bush administration knew what he was going to do and basically gave him permission to do it beforehand. And I think a lot of people forget that, you know, that's one of those things that's like lost in fucking translation. You know, it's just everybody remembers, oh, yeah. You know, Kuwait, they invaded. We tried to protect our ally. That's not the case at all. Um, so, I'm trying to remember how this works out. I've read so much stuff on this to try and catch up, so I get a little confused. But So, basically, it happened in 1990. Um, they used the buildup of the Iraqi forces to go in, you know, as a reason to go in and start this war. But the thing is, that threat didn't exist anyway. And like I said, he had given um, Saddam permission to basically fight his area and work out his own shit. And this is all documented. But then what they said was, he took it a step beyond when they started massing hundreds of thousands of forces on the Kuwait border, threatening to attack. And there's... um, Rumors that the Iraqis had already sent some troops in and that they had went into Kuwaiti hospitals and they were throwing infants out of incubators on the floor and letting them die. And they were putting out all these horror stories and stuff. Well, they had documents, some of the newspapers and stuff after the fact, the war went and got satellite images from commercial satellites. There was never a buildup of troops there. That was all a lie. Um, When they testified before Congress, the Kuwaitis, one of the girls that did it who was talking about these atrocities that the Iraqi soldiers were perpetrating on the Kuwaitis, the girl was, they found out later, which I don't know how, like today this would have been known immediately, but I guess the news wasn't as up to snuff back then. She was like an ambassador's daughter for... Didn't have the internet either, so... Yeah, for Kuwait. And she basically acted. She was never there. She never saw these things, but she was up there crying and saying... Yeah, I saw the soldiers as they took the babies out of the incubators and threw them on the cold floor to let them die and all the shit. All made up lies, all bullshit. The Bush administration knew this. You know, they knew all about the the force, like I said, built up, build up. That was all bullshit. 
None of that was factual. And then not only that, but they totally committed war crimes, which are documented by Human Rights Watch, which they dropped over like almost 89 tons of bombs on Iraq and the Iraqi part of Kuwait that they had occupied, which struck, they said, between civilian casualties um, and then taken out uh, certain things like, you know, like their waterworks and different things like this, the contamination of different things like that, that over the course of time, it probably caused close to 160 to 180,000 deaths, you know. Jesus. And they said that immediate deaths for civilians alone were estimated at between 13 and 15,000. But then because of the damage done to the, the water treatment plants, electrical plants stuff, because, you know, people freezing to death, starving to death, contaminated food, water, whatever they had, it caused probably roughly another 70,000. Now, these are all from Human Rights Watch um, that they did these numbers. And I know some of it's estimate. and It's hard to tell. It's almost with like our second war over there where George W. went over and we just dropped the shit out of bombs on everything and blew it up. And they're saying that even you know, years after, you know, it probably hundreds of thousands of Rockies died for starvation or contamination and different things because, you know, we dropped uranium and stuff on them. <laughs> there's, there's some talk about that kind of stuff, <clears throat> you know, war crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's just like everything that like you, like you point out the son did, the father did it too. I mean, it's almost like, they're just like it's like little fucking Twinkies, man. It's like you had your '90s evil, then you had your 2000 version of fucking evil. Yep. You know, it's I don't know. It's amazing that none of this shit gets talked. I mean, I've heard a few people. You know, I mean, you see it on social media, like the lefties and stuff are like, "What the fuck, man? This guy's a war criminal." You know, and they're throwing out all their rock stuff and you know the war crimes and the way he handled like AIDS and the drug wars and but. And I don't expect the media to talk about that stuff. I kind of look at them to gloss it over. But like I said, let's not build the guy up to be, you know, a god or a superhero or something. I mean, the dude was extremely flawed and was a pretty fucking sorry piece of shit. You know, I mean, you can gloss over it and sugarcoat it a little bit because he was a president and i know you got to fucking go through the whole rigmarole but man i just i couldn't listen to it either i'm with you man i just i didn't watch any cable news or any news i any of that shit for last week hardly just because i didn't want to hear any fucking thing about him because it's yeah, all it was getting bullshit. infuriating i couldn't handle it it's ridiculous and then my favorite and you've kind of made mention to it earlier. <laughs> was at the end of his life there. Was it like in, it was just a couple of years ago. And like, was it when Me Too started or was it before Me Too when all it, the women come out and start talking about him groping him? It was when the Me Too movement was going on. Or, I mean, I guess it's still technically going on, but. Dude, it's so fucking awesome. I can't remember whether there's like eight or nine women came out and said that he groped them mostly when they're doing like uh, pictures or something with yeah. him. My favorite was... You know who my favorite magician is? (laughs) No, Mr. President. Who is your favorite magician? David Copperfield. (laughs) (laughs) David Copperfield? Oh, where's your hand going, you old bastard? 
<laughs> I'm digging for oil. <laughs> oh Dude, it's... I have to admit that is a funny, it's a funny line. I mean, it's a funny line, but <laughs> when you actually cop a feel. Hey, man. What do you expect? Well, I mean, he got away with everything else, so why not sexual assault? Yeah. My favorite was, I think, one of the girls was like 15 or 16. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's what happens when you let a man, you know, do whatever the fuck he wants. I guess Barbara just wasn't doing it for him anymore. He never even got close to jail when he should have been. But now he's in. Now he's in heaven with Jesus. I think what fucking irritates me the most um, is how you know he's treated like a god and all this other stuff, and nobody's mentioning the crimes that he's committed and all that stuff. And, like, it's coming from the same party that wanted to impeach Clinton because he lied about getting his dick sucked. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that was his only crime, was lying about getting his dick sucked, and you wanted to impeach the man for it. Yeah. And then you have another guy who is a war criminal, <laughs> and, eh, greatest man ever. What? Well- it's not much different than like with Trump. I mean, now with that uh, those Mueller documents that came out the other day, and it now based on Cohen and some of the other people, um, I mean, and really just Trump himself and the evidence that's kind of publicly out there, it's looking pretty good that he did assist or partake in felonies with an S yeah. um, before. Maybe even before he ran. I mean, we've seen off the, you know, they they have evidence that proves that he was working on the payoffs with Stormy Daniels and probably that other uh, playmate that he was messing with. Yeah, so campaign finance fraud. Yep. So, I mean, that alone is an impeachable offense. You know, I mean, you might be like, hey, he paid off a broad because he didn't want her talking about, you know, it's like it's his money if he wants to give it to. I mean, I don't give a shit. Everybody knows he's a piece of shit, and he's cheated on all of his wives, and it's not like a new thing. But there are finance rules in place, and if you break yep. those rules, you have to pay the price for it. Yep, you, know? you you have to talk. You have to give them the information on any things that are to help your campaign. I saw Rand Paul came out today and said that the finance laws are too. Oh, my God. I can't remember the word he used, but kind of like they're too convoluted. And maybe that we need to try to get rid of some of them because oh they don't make God, sense. Oh, my God. Of course. <laughs> I'm like, if Hillary Clinton would have done this, not only would she have already been impeached, oh, there's no yep. doubt about it. I mean, they would have already ran her out of office for anything that they didn't have proof on. You know? Yep. Eight, eight fucking Benghazi investigations couldn't get her on anything. You know? It would have been... That's what's so maddening is when Republicans talk about this as a witch hunt and it's unfair the way they're treating him like they're spending so much money on nothing it's like what the fuck do you think you did with benghazi dipshit i mean it's like dude do you guys see what you guys did for like the last five years of clinton's reign i mean it was investigation about everything and they used a special counsel and kent Starr, that cunt who helped cover up rapes at baylor that piece of shit um is implicated with uh Epstein, the the fucking child rapist billionaire who just pled, who fucking like signed a deal to pay off a bunch of women this week so he didn't have to go to trial again. 
who Trump is involved with, uh, as many others. Um, you know, he took a simple case, that Whitewater, and he turned it into investigating the travel office and um, the FBI files, something about FBI. I can't remember all of them. There's so many. And then it turned into, you know, oh, he had an affair and perjury. On, I mean, that dude took it in a million different directions. So when you hear Mueller's just abusing his power, he's going after every single thing. It's like, yeah, but everything links to the Russia connection and obstruction and falsifying things within it. He's not going off on a tangent. I mean, maybe he is, but all the stuff that's leaked, it all pertains to that. It's all within the realm of that. It's not a, it's not a witch hunt. What they did with Bill Clinton was a fucking witch hunt. There's, yeah. a, there's a big difference there. And they got him for lying about getting his dick sucked by an of-age girl who was willing and Consent, came on him. yeah. You know. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, a shitty thing to do, cheat on your wife, but... Yeah, he's sorry. <laughs> no one's not, saying he's not sorry. But, I mean, that that's way different than campaign finance fraud and all the other fucking tax evasion and who knows what the fuck else is waiting in the back burner. Yeah. You know, when I met Clinton, I shook his hand. I I tried to smell his finger to see if Monica God was still damn on there. But. <laughs> I couldn't get, uh, it, get it, couldn't pull it close enough to my. Yep, and these wonderfully upstanding moral Republicans are up to their fucking piece of shit ways again, um, as they always are. Uh, uh, West, I don't know Wisconsin. If, yep, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. So apparently you've heard about it. So yeah, their lame duck session. They put in new legislation that approves new limits on the power of the uh, governor elect. Tony Evers, who happens to be a Democrat. Hmm. Wonder why they did this. Um, According to them, they're just trying to implement measures to put the balance of power back in place, which Mm -hmm. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about there. No, neither. Um, And then one of the best rebuttals was, uh, I was listening to NPR because I finally could. Um, (laughs) And they had somebody else on there and they just kind of stopped him dead in his tracks and they're like, what does limiting early voting have to do with you know the balance of power like that's that was one of your measurements mm-hmm. or one of your measures was to limit it to two weeks early voting and like the only reason that you would do that is because early voting predominantly favors democrats no way so why would you do that if only if all you're doing is trying to uh you know give the balance of power in the equilibrium as far as within your legislation. It's like, no, you're actually trying to sway it to where you have a favorable hand, just like they've done with gerrymandering, just like they've done with every other fucking thing on the planet. Yeah. If it works in their party's favor, fuck everything else, fuck morality, fuck the American people, fuck the poor. If it helps them out, they will do it. So I don't, I mean, I hate to be so partisan, but I mean, Jesus Christ, they're, they're just reprehensible human beings. Well, they did that in North Carolina a couple years ago when yes. they lost the governorship there. And this is this is so fucking sorry on so many levels. And, and hold, hold on. And, and mind you, this is from the same party who said we can't we have to have a referendum on the Supreme Court pick for Obama. Uh huh. And then once they voted for Republican, they were like, oh, you see, that's what the American people want. <laughs> Guess what? The American people want Dems in. And they're saying, ah, nah, nah, we, we need the power. So it's 
it's for the American voters whenever it favors them. And then it's we know better than the American voters when it's against them. <laughs> well, the thing that's the most fucked up about Wisconsin, because it's one of the more gerrymandered. So if you looked at Wisconsin, the Democrats won the um, the vote by, I mean, over double digit percentage, like, you know, as a whole. Yeah. Much like they did across the nation, you know. But the Republicans still had a pretty big majority in the House, even though they lost basically like 60-40 in the vote. Uh, you know, they've got that. It was like flipped for the amount of seats that they got because the seats are so gerrymandered there. So the state went heavily Democratic in the last election, but yet Republicans still run everything. It's like, hmm, how that work out? But, you know, they did that in North Carolina and they got away with it where – the legislators go in, they strip all the power from the incoming Democratic governor, and then the outgoing Republican governor signs it. I'm like, like as he's walking out the door, it's like, what a sorry fucking cunt, you know? It's like, to do that, like you're heading out the damn door and that's your last act. Like, that should pretty much, if anybody ever voted for that motherfucker for any elective office ever again, they should be taken out back and fucking shot. Because... the that what a sorry asshole! Like you said, the the people spoke. They don't want these motherfuckers in office anymore. They probably don't want half those Republicans in office up right. in Wisconsin that kept their seats, but because the seats are so gerrymandered. And uh, I, you saw Michigan did some of the same things. Yep. Um, not to the extent of pulling authority away as much. I think they were trying to do some of that too, but. Just certain things that they were putting in place, like laws that were just like, like they had passed some things about giving, uh, you know, people more paid leave, uh, time off, and something about like overtime. I mean, there was different things in there that would help middle class people, workers, just working people out. And they was like, nah, you know what? You voted all this Republicans out, so fuck you people. And they just stripped all that shit and limited as much as they could on their way out the door. And their lame duck Republican governor will sign off on that. It's like a fuck you to the state because they didn't win. They're such whiny little bitches. And, I, man, you're going to see that more because, like I said, they're getting away with it in North Carolina. They're getting away with it in Wisconsin. I know a lot of groups on the liberal side are saying that they're going to sue them and take this to court. But if it goes up the court chain, where's it going to end? Right wing fucking central Supreme Court? Yeah. So... I mean, we already saw after Gorsuch got on a couple of the cases that went through with some of these things that they're pulling, um, restricting vote. Actually, North Carolina is one of those states where they're changing the times up for the voting and this and that. Just overtly racist, you know, and even the court said, like, yeah, these measures are just to totally fuck over minorities, you know. And people of color, and yet I think someone got Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court's like, yeah, well, you know, they're okay. <laughs> We're fine with it. I mean, the court's set up for libs to fail. You're not going to win in the courts now. It's just not set up that way because they didn't put any federal judges in during Obama. They withheld all of them, McConnell did, and now they're just ramming through. It's just like now, because they all lost and the Democrats are about to take over, they've just been shoveling through a ton of shit they're trying to get done real quick before they all leave office, even at the federal level. it's They're just such sore fucking losers, man. They have to cheat to win. And we talk about it. Every damn time there's a national election, the Democrats win the majority of the votes. And not by a little bit, like millions of votes. And yet, 
Republicans are still in charge of most of the state houses, you know, most of the governorships, you know, it's like I said, I mean, I get a little happy. Like we, it was nice to see us win all those seats and get the house back, but big picture, nothing's going to fucking change because the Republicans for 30 years have rigged the system so bad that it's almost impossible. I mean, you have to win by fucking 10 percentage points nationally to still lose two Senate seats. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean... They're dirty motherfuckers, man. Yeah. Hey, um, I don't know if you got anything else. Nope. I had just one quick thing that I thought was fun. I figured we started with a lot of death. I wanted to kind of end with death. Um, <laughs> they did a a survey these researchers at the um, India Institute of Medical Sciences in New Delhi <laughs> where you know everybody is fucking dying now like you used to have drunken driving was drink, drinking and driving was the big killer now it's every text and fucking drives but they wanted to take it up a notch and do a study on how many people die every year from taking selfies and it's because I've seen some videos, because I watch some morbid shit sometimes on like YouTube or whatever, and you'll find the ones where these people do the things where they like hang off the sides of like twenty-story buildings or climb up on stuff, and they take these fucking selfies so they could post them on their thing to show what daredevils they are. I'm like idiots. Like there's a guy in China that was like in his mid twenties, and he does this shit where he'll go and get on top of these buildings and sneak up to the top like these thirty, forty fucking floors skyscrapers and he'll hang over the side and take selfies like he's hanging on by one arm and he had one where just it was a month or two ago he's like videotape and he sets up the camera on the other side of the thing and he's overdoing it and you could see him like set up and he like gets on the side he's hanging he's got his selfie stick and you could see him start to lose grip and he goes to grab the side and he just slips and uh yeah he didn't make it though um so it's shit like that, or people like taking pictures on train tracks, or you know, or you know, they they get their guns, they're badasses, they're showing off their fucking guns, they're putting their guns to their heads or something while they're trying to take a picture, and then they're fumbling with their phone and. <laughs> so they said that last year, according to what they were able to pull from news reports and stuff, that 259 people died from incidences while trying to take selfies, you know, falling off of cliffs shooting themselves in heads, falling off of bridges, getting hit by cars, <laughs> all to get take a fucking selfie. I just thought that was pretty fun. I mean, so be careful, people, when you're taking your goddamn selfies. Uh, right? No, I, I'm going to go the opposite way, and I'm going to say if, if you feel the need to do it, mm-hmm. then fucking do it. No. Oh. Because all that means is that you're a dumb piece of shit and you don't need to be in the gene pool. Okay. So, to me, it's natural selection at its finest. Eric's taking a different stance. Getting rid of the dumb people. Um, (laughs) I also agree with, like, warning labels. I think warning labels need to go away. You know, if you're that stupid to stick a fork in a toaster while it's running, fuck it. You should die. (laughs) You should not be able to pass on your genetic material. Only the best should survive. You you realize... That nobody reads us. The only reason that companies put them on it is so when people so they don't do that sued. dumb shit, yeah, they don't get sued. <laughs> I understand the reason why they do it, but I also think that they just need to go away. You know, I I understand if a company's negligent, sure they should get sued, but 
Negligence is not warning people, hey, don't fucking dry your hair while you're in the bath. You know, you should fucking know that. It's electricity. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not, you know, that maybe when it first came out, maybe people weren't aware, but pretty sure everybody knows by now. You fucking throw a hair dryer in the bathtub, you're fucking toast. Um, so, yeah, I just look at it as natural selection. Sure. Okay, well, everybody go out and take your best selfie standing on the I didn't say that. edge of a building or something and send it to us. I best did not one, say that. Best one we get wins. You win. All I said was that if you feel the inkling to do it, <laughs> just fucking do it. Now, send us one where you're on the verge of death. What no, the I'm fuck? I'm not saying that. Not in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Just if you feel that urge. Okay. Do it. Nope. And if you happen to perish, then hey, you know what? It's probably meant to be. Again, it was God's will. Again, if you survive, send us the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see damn it. it. <laughs> hey, look at that bear over there in the woods. Let me see if I can get a good picture with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure there have been some idiots that have tried to get selfies with some wild animal and just gotten mauled. Oh, I guarantee it fucking idiots i've also seen the others where there i think it was like a baby shark or something uh somebody had like kind of captured it and took a selfie with it and then every other motherfucker on the beach wanted to take a selfie with the baby shark mm-hmm. and it wound up dying <laughs> it's like because they're just passing it around like not giving it water or nothing they're you know it's like fucking morons mm-hmm. like jesus fucking just mow them down with a machine gun. Get rid of them. Oh, my. We don't need those kind of fucking people on this planet. Yep. I mean, selfish, selfish motherfuckers. Um, last thought. You got me on a tangent now, goddammit. <laughs> um, are you a fan of A Perfect Circle? The band? Yes. Not really. Um, those that are not familiar, uh, it has lead singer James Maynard Keenan. He's also part of Tool. Uh, another another band that I like, uh, but their latest album, which I think is called Feed the Elephant or Eat the Elephant, can't remember which one it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm bad with the names, but one of their songs that they have, it's called Disillusioned. Um, brilliant fucking song. Uh, he talks about it's time to take the silicone obsession down, basically saying drop your fucking phones and pay attention to what's around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of my favorite fucking lines in it, and I don't know if many people will understand the line, but he says, you were never an island. What I take from that, I'm not sure exactly what he was meaning precisely, but I can almost guarantee you what he's saying is you're not an o- you're one own entity. Like, sure, you're one person, but you're not an island. Mm-hmm. You're part of a collective. You're part of a whole. And I think that we've gotten way out of hand with the selfishness in our society and this whole idea that we have an identity. We got to take selfies. We got to do all this stuff. And it's like, no, no, you, you're, you're a collective. You're part of a society. We all coexist. And you do, whether or not you believe it, have influence on the way society goes. You're not an island. Tangent over. And my last fun fact, 
By the year 2050, there will be more plastic in the ocean than there are fish. Ugh. I mean, we can Good night, everybody. That. We can change that. <laughs> nope, I'm an island, bitch. I ain't changing if we, nothing. If we try. Anyway, folks, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, well, you didn't enjoy it if you like Bush. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who doesn't like Bush? You know what I'm Whoa. saying, Eric? Which, which Bush are you talking about? Um, check out our friends Hashtag me at... Too. Pod blocked. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Joe's feet. <laughs> Hashtag Joe's feet. Um, I think he took. I didn't really. I saw it out of the corner of my eye, and I kind of got distracted by something. But I think he took a selfie like in the bathroom with his feet. God damn it! Like he was well, in the tub. <laughs> I think he. I think. I think I saw pictures where they redid their bathroom, so he's just showing it off. <laughs> Maybe it was an unintentional. <laughs> Hashtag Joe's feet, Sean. Um, <laughs> and there are other podcasts. Seven four two Evergreen Terrace. Um, everybody else can suck a dick mm-hmm. and go see their favorite magician. Who's that again? Um, David Copperfield. Bop, bop. All right, folks. Adios. Come on, Queen Elizabeth. Come to me.